This is definitively uncertain. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 33 of Definitively Uncertain. <laughs> I am John Colbert, and with me as always, Adele Colbert. And today, we're going to be talking a little bit about Alberta lore. Like mysteries yeah. and stuff like that. Kind of stuff that we found kind of interesting mm-hmm. and that we wrote down. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to put it into words and spit it in your ears. Alrighty then. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, you want to start? Yeah, somebody somebody well, already turned it off. Yeah. Somebody was like, nope. Nope, not, not having that. We're not doing that. So my first one is about a farmer and his name is Brian and I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Try it. Rosmahel? 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 I don't know. Rosmahel. He sounds like <laughs> oh a God. He sounds like a evil Yeah. Like, yeah, he does. Like Gargamel from the Smurfs. Yeah. Rosmahel. Definitely. Definitely Gargamel. So anyway, our buddy Brian felt found it. All right. Good old Brian. Good old Brian. He's a great guy. And um he well, his farm is located just outside of Viking. I think that's in It's in Alberta. It's in Alberta. That's all we need to say. Alrighty. If you want to know where Viking is, just look it up. Alright. So he was out in his field, right? And there were a bunch of like badgers and like gophers eating like leftover crops that like he didn't need or whatever yeah and he found a human skull in a badger hole in a badger hole in a badger hole (laughs) so he didn't realize what it was at first so he's like what is this so he picked it up and he was like jesus it's a human skull so he called the rcmp and they blocked off his whole um the whole like stretch of land and like it had like yellow police tape all over it and it looked like a crime scene right because they didn't know well it was a crime scene it's a human head there exactly yeah so um the rcmp did uh, a bit of like testing on the uh, on the bone okay and um they found that it was um early 19th century before european settlement was in the area what Mm -hmm. that's crazy so it's an old it's an old skull yeah so um they did some more um digging around there and they found the whole body and they had left it laid the way it was so like they took up the ground with it so that they didn't want to move it or anything so they kind of like archaeology yeah exactly yeah and they found a bunch of like little like jewels and like buttons and things that looked very european but they figured it wasn't they um uh because of the size and the structure of the um, bones they deduced that it was a 13 to 14 year old girl and um, they figured that she was the daughter of um, an indigenous chief in the area okay and there were uh, a few indigenous elders that had come and did a ceremony once the body was recognized as uh, first nations and um, they um, reburied her um, somewhere else on his property still and they um they put her back 
exactly um how they found her but they like they took um like the real jewels and everything to like put in like a museum or something oh that's cool but they made like exact replicas and like put it like she was wearing like this kind of like military jacket thing so they made that and they put it on the body and they put like every everything back to where it was yeah. back to where it was found just in a different place so mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty cool yeah so what's happening with it now do you know i'm not sure yeah. so they found it that's yeah you know he's probably yeah. just using the land now yeah right but do you imagine just like walking around just like that's a human skull yeah that would be a little terrifying that would be a little terrifying first they'd be like these fucking badgers are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> these badgers killed someone. Right? I don't know what's going on, but these badgers are no joke. But they need to go. <laughs> yeah, like we need to nuke this whole entire place. <laughs> Fearing for my life. <laughs> yeah. Lock all your doors and windows and pray the badgers don't find you. <laughs> badgers are a little psychotic. I've like, heard that. that, yeah, that there's no flight response. They just, they'll mess you up. Fucking go time. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. They're like, oh, hey, you want to be friends? Ah! No friends. No friends. They'll nope. just attack you. No new friends. That's what they should have as a t-shirt. No new friends. That's With a right. picture of a badger yeah. on it. Yeah. That's kind of funny because like the symbol for the Hufflepuff house, like uh, Hogwarts, like Harry Potter, is a badger. And they're like the friendliest house. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. It's because badgers kind of look cute, but yeah, they'll I mean, mess you up. They will mess you up they will mess you up 100 percent. so what else we got so the next one i found is an internet urban legend what internet yeah internet just don't lie it's got to be true it's got to be true right yeah let's hear it so allegedly if you go into any elevator in calgary and you go to the top floor pressing every button in ascending order um including the door open and close buttons um, at, when you reach a certain point, the doors will open and you'll see this cottage and it's like a strip of beach and then water as far as the eye can see. And then on either side of the beach, um, it's like this really th- like thick forest on either side. Right. Okay. And the sand is all white except for like streaks of red, reddish, blackish something like assuming blood or something like going towards the water like something had been dragged through the through the sand to the water and um the forest on either side is too thick to get to so if you basically if you step out of the elevator and it closes you're stuck there it's forest all around and then it's just water and this cottage and um uh during daytime and nighttime there's no one else on the beach it's just you but um, at dusk and dawn, um, there's these men that come out of the, the woods and they roam around the beach, like, um, but they don't leave, like, any footprints or anything. You just see them, like, their souls. And each man is wearing some kind of religious um, uniform. So they're all different. And they're all saying, um, like must keep searching in their native language okay and then once either the sun sets all the way they'll retreat back to the forest or once the the sun rises uh they'll retreat back into the forest and then it's just just you again 
but you stay in there. Mm-hmm. You can't come out. You're stuck there. You don't know what they're searching for. I don't understand. Like, okay, so it looks like something bloody was drugged down to the water. Mm-hmm. But if you go in there, you don't get hit over the head by a priest. No. Nope. They don't, like, seal club you and take you down to the water. No, you're just stuck there. Just stuck there. Just stuck there. And and it's just like a it's it's just like a video game code, like you know you get in an elevator, <laughs> push yeah. the right buttons in the right order, yeah, and bam you're there. So like you start with like the base level and you like do it like all the way up to the top floor, like once you make it to the top floor it opens and it's this beach. I have a friend that's in the elevator union. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask him about this. Yo, um, do your elevators uh, make a portal to like this bloody beach thing? Yeah, I need to know. I, I'm asking for a friend. Like, I wonder if it's on his checklist. <laughs> right? Like, after they're done building the elevator, they're like, all right, we got to check every floor. Da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden, yep, there's the bloody cabin. There's the, there's the bloody beach. There's the bloody beach with the cabin. All right. Back down to back down to base level. Yep. Checked. Checked off. We're good. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, apparently yep. it's every elevator in Calgary. In just Calgary. Yep. That's weird. Weird, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the last one is um coined as the Devil's Playground Walk, also in Calgary. And um so Right now, um, if you're to go to this area, it's a Walmart and a Costco. It's nothing special. Parking lot, that's that's it. But um, last year, this walk happened. It was like an information walk kind of thing. And um, they came to this area, and the leader, um, she was a librarian, and she did a bunch of research on it. She said, um, once you're done here you'll see this place in a bunch of different layers so to start off um there was a town and it i believe it was called yeah victoria square and um just like a normal town and prior to world war one um it was made out of sandstone because it was right by a sandstone mine okay so all the buildings were made out of sandstone so um after um, World War One, people stopped building things out of sandstone, so the mine shut down, and the town, because of the the weather or something, like it rained and then it got really dry, and the town quite literally dried up and blew away. Really? Because all the sandstone fell apart and it just, whoo, just gone. That's kind of that's kind of <laughs> crazy. So. My theory is Thanos was already here, and it was like testing things out on buildings, and <laughs> yeah. it was just like, oh, his art, his R and D department, yeah, <laughs> was testing out the van. Yeah, it works, guys. Yeah. Okay, we're good. All right, we're good. We gotta go a little bigger now. So yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so after this, um, there was a school built there, and it was called um, Rockland School. And, um, supposedly there was this very tragic fire that happened at this school and a bunch of 
like all of the students were um, locked in the basement. Uh, and there was only one girl, uh, like a little little girl, who had survived and had become a mute for the rest of her life because of this tragic fire, this tragic event. And um, I think it was uh, the 1950s, they tried to tear it down. And um, it, like, the machinery would, like, break down and stuff, like, just stop working when they tried to break down this school. So they finally got the project done, and then now there's a, there's a Costco and, like, a Walmart there, whatever. And um, people started speculating that all of these bad things happen in this area because um, that was the area of the Alberta witch trials. So that's where the trials, the hangings, the burnings would happen. And it, um, I read up on it a little, and it's like one of the biggest witch trial areas in Canada. So people think that the, the, uh, the ghosts of these witches are haunting and terrorizing um, this area. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, because that's, like, that's a lot going on in one area. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. I, I think I know the place that you're talking about. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I heard about the school fire yeah. from a guy that lived in Alberta all his life. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. But he, um, yeah, he was actually telling me a story about it too. Mm-hmm. There was only one survivor. And I don't know how we got in the conversation. You know, you're just sitting around shooting the shit at lunch one time and... Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, did you ever hear about this? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. I think, you know what it was? We went out to Frank's Slide. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, I was talking about Frank's Slide. And, that, mm-hmm. and then they started telling me about other local stuff, right? Yeah. Just want to freak you out more. Sweet. But yeah, those, those are pretty cool. Yeah. I dig them. Yeah. I got some, I got some too that I can talk about. What do you got? Mine are a little bit older. A little bit older. And a little bit juicier. Ooh. Yeah. Fancy. So, you ever heard of the Lost Lemon Mine? No. So, near Coleman, in the Crow's Nest Pass, mm-hmm. apparently there is a vein of gold out there worth millions that no one can find. Because back in 1870, there was a guy, his last name is Lemon, and Blackjack. Mm-hmm. They were uh, they were with a crew, and they decided they're going to go out on their own. So they went out near Coleman, and mm-hmm. and apparently they found this gold. And um, so they found this gold. They they were going to talk like they started fighting about where they were going to camp, and you mm-hmm. know like everyone gets greedy, right? There's gold, mm-hmm. and then one really nice night. When Blackjack was sleeping, Lemon gently, violently gently, <laughs> violently put, gently, put an axe in Blackjack's head. Oh my! Yeah, and then uh, freaked out because he th- he thought he was gonna get caught, mm-hmm. and so he burnt down the place uh, and just had his gun, mm-hmm. and that's it. And he went off to go find it, and. He was very paranoid and freaked out, but every time he started going towards where the gold was, mm-hmm. 
started saying that there was bad omens and there was back then like in the 1870s mm-hmm. there was a lot of superstition right yep so he kept thinking bad things was happening and he kind of went crazy and he never ended up going back there wow and the person that was funding those guys to find gold mm-hmm. he came out he tried to find it was unsuccessful and then he was uh there's another guy that was actually supposed to try to find it too mm-hmm. and that guy ended up drinking himself to death so there's a, a wow. apparently a curse out there for finding this gold that's crazy yeah no one's ever actually found it there is some people that have shown evidence mm-hmm. of gold out there mm-hmm. but not enough to really do anything yeah so it might just be bullshit but it's a uh, good story but there's apparently millions of dollars out there cool and since uh mm-hmm. we live pretty close i just i just might go grab a shovel just check it out start looking see for myself but yeah so that's one mm-hmm. there's another one Mm-hmm. Room 873 in Banff Springs Hotel. That really fancy hotel in mm-hmm. Lake Louise. Rumor is if you try to book that room, they won't let you. Because oh? it's been under renovations from long, long, long ago. Huh. Apparently a family got murdered in there. Jeez. And they cleaned it up right away. And then they tried to get people in there. And whenever people tried to go in, um, when they slept in there, they would feel things while they were sleeping. They would hear screams. And some even found bloody handprints all over the place. That's creepy. Apparently. So apparently... We should uh, try to book that room. Right? It's 73. I think we should try. We should try. Yeah, because that I, would be that would be a fun little experiment. Yeah, and flickering lights too. Mm-hmm. Like all the stuff from Poltergeist, basically. Yeah, everything that uh, here's your haunted checklist. Just yeah. check off all those boxes. Yeah, exactly. But okay, so we book that room. Mm-hmm. We go in. Mm-hmm. You hear a scream. You staying in? No. 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 Just skirt right out of there. Yo, um that's there's screaming in this room. I uh I, I don't I'm not about that. <laughs> there's there's a bunch of jokes. There's a um a buddy of mine, Mark. Um great guy. Mm-hmm. But he's it's funny because he's you know, he's a big black guy, right? Mm-hmm. So and he was uh it's funny because he'll tell me like I remember before like he was talking about how stupid white people are. <laughs> He's like, you people are stupid. He goes, poltergeist? He goes, if I set something down and moves across the counter, I'm fucking leaving. That's it. I'm gone. Yeah. I ain't sticking around to see what else happens. Yeah. Like, I'm gone. He goes, yeah. it's always white people. Just white people. Oh, this is fun. Let's see what else happens. And then all of a sudden, you're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. He's a pretty funny guy. I love that. Yeah. People in horror movies are pretty stupid sometimes yeah well they're making them smarter now they're they, making them smarter now they always used to be like you know they run up the stairs and it's mm-hmm. like, what are you doing yeah and don't run up the... yeah you're smart but so roommate 73 
Maybe it's a discount. Maybe we'll get it. And <laughs> get it at a discounted yeah. price. And you probably have to write something that you can't give a bad review. <laughs> like, no, no, you chose this. We told you not to. We, yeah, we, we told you, man. So um, there was Alberta crop circles back in the 1960s. Yeah? Yeah. And these crop circles were in uh, Dew Hamel, mm-hmm. outside of Camrose. It's a little hamlet. Yeah. Outside of Camrose. And one of the largest circles in diameter was 31 feet 9 inches. That's crazy. And the Canadian Department of National Defense went out there to look at these. Wow. And could not find any signs of tire tracks, footprints, anything. That's crazy. So they actually declared it an actual mystery. Like, you know, it was something that was... Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was that was one of those ones that people like I don't know it just wasn't debunked right mm-hmm. most of the time you see crop circles you see you know that it's people and stuff like yeah. that but they actually said this could be from a large aircraft mm-hmm. like they that was that's crazy that was the Canadian government saying that. yeah so what's the theory about crop circles there's a bunch some of them think it's messages from aliens yeah stuff like that. Some of it's like marking, yeah. But there's like there's places in, I think it's in the Philippines and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where there's like large men drawn on side of mountains. Whoa! Like huge. It's kind of crazy. Like the to yeah. see some of this stuff is pretty cool, and like there's a, I don't know if it's a Philippine, maybe it's in Mexico or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but it was pretty cool. Cool. But yeah, there's a bunch of those for sure. So I left the last one that I have to the very end. Because mm-hmm. it is creep shit-tastic. Sweet. Yeah. So back in the 1900s, mm-hmm. uh, Edmund, in near Edmonton, they had, it was sometime in the 1900s, early 1900s, they had a really bad winter. All right. It was horrible. So there was this church... It was the, I wrote it down, St. Albert, St. Yeah, Mission of St. Albert. That's what it was. And they started opening up the doors to people because it was so cold that people were freezing to death and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of food and so people were starving. So Mm -hmm. they were all going there. And a man showed up there banging on the door because he needed in. And he said that his, his family had had already all froze to death and mm-hmm. he was uh you know he mm-hmm. he was the only survivor and so they let him in and he uh once he got in he was uh it's very weird mm-hmm. like he i guess he he slept and then he woke up and he was screaming from nightmares and mm-hmm. he didn't look malnutritioned at all mm-hmm so they didn't quite understand what was going on. And the storm was really bad, so no one could go out and try to find his family or help them or, or even find their bodies to, mm-hmm. to bury them or that because it was too cold. Yep. And so he um, he stayed there. And then when the weather broke, uh, they went out to a search party and went out to his place to go see and apparently his entire family was butchered and he was eating them 
Oh my god. Yeah, like apparently there was still food on the, like, in in pots and stuff like that. Of like, well, I shouldn't say food, pieces of body. Yeah. But then when they confronted him, he said, um, that he was possessed by the Wendigo spirit, and that the Wendigo spirit, um, made him eat flesh. That's terrifying. Yeah. So, and he's not the only one that has actually claimed this. And, like, actually, people have eaten other people. That's crazy. And said that they've been, they've been caught by, or they've been uh, possessed by the Wendigo spirit. Mm -hmm. So I looked him up because I was like, I really want to know kind of what this is. So it's Wendigo, like W-E-N-D-I-G-O. So is a mythical man-eating creature or evil spirit native to the north northern forests of the Atlantic coast and the Great Lakes region of United States and Canada. Mm-hmm. The Wendigo may appear as a monster with some characteristics of a human or a spirit who has possessed a human being and made them become monstrous. It's historically associated with murder insatiable greed and cultural taboos against such behaviors mm-hmm. so basically this is like the bad guy of all bad guys mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy right very yeah so the windigo spirit apparently he's out here that seems terrifying to me that is a little terrifying <laughs> when i when i actually heard about it i was like when i started reading about it i'm like ooh, i'm like the if I had hair on my head, it probably would have stood up. Mm-hmm. It didn't, but I had goosebumps. I was like, oh, man, that guy sounds creepy. Mm-hmm. I think we should do a movie on him. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. So we're going to do a movie on him. <laughs> All right. I'm just throwing it out there. Just We're going to, yeah. Yeah, we'll do a GoFundMe. We'll get all the equipment and actors and mm-hmm. maybe I'll ask, a, I'll ask my buddy Hugh if he can help. You Jackman? Yeah. 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 He's not really my buddy. No. What about Ryan Reynolds, though? He's Canadian. We should get Ryan Reynolds to do it. Agreed. That guy will do anything. Yeah. He's fucking Pikachu. He'll do anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you want to you wanna shoot a movie about an evil spirit? Yeah, man. He did. He did actually a, a remake of the Amityville Horror House. Yeah? Yeah, he was like the psychotic dad. Oh, cool. Yeah, he was pretty good in it. Yeah? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And then there was a part two where his shirt was off, and I think mom liked that part too, so. <laughs> yeah. Who am I kidding? That guy's a beautiful man. Yep. He is. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that he's Canadian. Me too. Me too. He's funny. Canada's got some cool people. Yeah, we do. We should actually do a little segment on those. We should, yeah. Cool Canadian motherfuckers. People that people don't realize that are from Canada. Yeah. Or or stuff that they've invented. Mm-hmm. You know, it was... Uh, cool comedian stuff. Yeah. Uh, Keith or Sutherland. Do you know who that is? He's an actor. Mm-hmm. His dad basically um, made up healthcare <laughs> for Canadians. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's kind of cool. I don't know the whole thing, but I know that he's definitely involved in it. He got some sort of award that his, his son ended up accepting cool. it's, it's pretty cool for sure very cool well guys 
I hope you guys like the Alberta lore. Yeah. It was a it was a fun one to look up and and see some stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you guys got any suggestions, throw them at us, man. We'll take them. Because yep. uh, yeah, we were actually uh, spitballing some ideas with friends last night, mm-hmm. and I think we got some cool cool ideas for sure. So thanks to you guys, you know who you are. Mm-hmm. And if you if you don't, I'll remind you later. Mm-hmm. If you're like, who's those people you're talking about? I'll be like, you, man. <laughs> Dude, come on. Right. Gosh. All right, cool. Well, thanks again, guys, and uh, stay tuned for Wednesday when we do our point five. Bye. See ya. What's up, guys? Hope you're having an awesome day. Just wanted to let you know that you can help support us the podcast via check out our Patreon. And uh, if there's something you want us to talk about, you can give us a shout. You can email us at definitivelyuncertain at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and just shoot us a message. Thanks, guys. Have an awesome day. We'll talk to you next time.